Instagram. I don't hate Tom Brady. Do you hate Tom Brady? Yeah, I hate Tom Brady. I definitely hate Tom Brady. <laughs> got a big dream board with like it's just broken got Tom Brady's head on it and arrows in it. Yeah. yeah. Because you're such a huge Bills fan, when was the last time you were this excited about a Buffalo Bills signal caller? I would say never. Never felt this optimistic at all. The future of the franchise is locked in. Let's talk Bills. I'm Graham, and I am here again with Eric to discuss this highly anticipated season opening game between the world champion Los Angeles Rams and your Buffalo Bills. How you doing, man? Yawn. The best part of the season's over, bro. Off season's done, so we can basically just pack it in. Set your clocks for next August first. <laughs> I, I think the league the comes alive Ravens. in March. You know, that's just my opinion, though. All right. Well, no. then you can uh, you can relax. You've done the heavy lifting during the off season. I can put on my rabid NFL fan cap and just go crazy until January here, and then we'll be back into your. Uh, your hot spot. Yeah, back in my wheelhouse. No, but really, feeling good. Week one is finally upon us. And could we ask for a better game to start this season? I don't think so. No, I mean, I couldn't believe that the Bills were actually picked to be this season opening game. And then on top of the fact that they've been chosen, like they have an opportunity to win this game a lot of the times you see this season opening game it's like all right well who's last year's super bowl champion gonna crush this year in the first game of the season not the case uh the bills have an opportunity to to show everybody that they are the favorites that many people think they are and uh, i was i was thinking about that isn't it sometimes the case too where they do like a super bowl rematch as the first game of the season or is that just like a a false thought in my head. For some reason, I thought I remembered a couple either big-time playoff matchups uh, that had happened from the previous season or even a Super Bowl matchup starting as the opening day game. But I was thinking it's probably a good thing we're not going to see rams uh, Bengals anytime soon because, I mean, you saw what happened at the rams Bengals joint practice. Right? right. Yeah, well, I because of the way that the schedules are structured, you know, every – AFC team is only going to play five NFC games. So the odds that one of those games is the team they played in the Super Bowl last year, pretty low, right? Yeah. So I would say Super Bowl rematches in the first game of the season are probably pretty unlikely. Super Bowl rematches throughout the entire next season are probably pretty unlikely because you need that team to draw the division that that team came from. But um, it's probably happened. One of the season openers that really stands out to me is like we were in college and we went to uh we went out to see the titans and the steelers after the steelers Anchor bar, bro yeah we went to anchor bar and that for whatever reason that that game stands out to me just like the excitement of here we go football season starting and now finally the bills are in that game so we've got to break that game down a little bit we'll get into our normal format we'll go position by position talk about how the bills match up to the rams and then we'll give a uh, a score prediction to round it out. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, we will also be talking about the playoffs this epi, won't we? 
That's right. We'll give our final official playoff predictions, who we believe will make the playoffs at the end of the season. We won't go um, by seed, so we're not going to say, like, the Bills are going to make it and they're going to be the one seed or something like that. We'll just say these are the seven AFC teams, these are the seven NFC teams, and then we'll see how we did. Because I think last year we did this, but we did it, like, five weeks into the season, so it's a little less impressive when you get something right. (laughs) We need all the help we can get. We don't get paid for this stuff. You know, this is all just free time. That is true. Zero dollars in income from the podcast so far. Sure. All right. Uh, Before we get to the roster breakdown, Graham, I don't know, this kind of, this article slipped under my radar. It's called, I'm not a psychopath. Bill's coach, Ken Dorsey, responds to fiery Josh Allen comment. Did you see this? No. When was this article up? <laughs> this is from like the last week in August. It's August 25th. Apparently, Ken Dorsey oh. made the conscious decision to switch so that instead of being on the sideline during games, he was going to call plays from the box. And this was a conscious decision made because of the apparent very heavy fines that refs tend to give out to coaches who, yeah, get penalized. So Ken Dorsey didn't want to apparently pay that big big fine and he put himself in the safer space of the so I, coaches I didn't box. didn't read this article but I did see that Josh's quote in response to him defending himself against the accusation that he's a psychopath Josh says I am that's not a psychopath <laughs> what Josh Allen said was that's the exact kind of thing a psychopath would say <laughs> <Touché>. <laughs> which I appreciated yeah. yeah but all of the silliness and the fun and games of the offseason it's it's got to lead to wins on the field, all of this Absolutely. stuff. Josh playing in golf tournaments and goofing around. It it doesn't land it unless they win games. So uh, let's talk about this Rams game that we've got coming up here. It is Thursday night at eight twenty, Eastern time eight twenty. It's probably going to start way later than that though, because first game of the season there's going to be all kinds of stupid nonsense. Like let's raise the banner for LA and their Super Bowl winning. Um, you know, commemorative celebration that they'll do ahead of time. But then we'll get down to the game. Um, and so I think we should maybe break down the positions here. You want to start with quarterback? For sure. I mean, cool, cool. Josh Allen, baby. Josh Allen all the way. Josh Allen is the freakiest quarterback in the league, I would say. He's the perfect combination of mobility, size, and arm talent. And he's put it all together in a way that is unbelievable considering where he started off as such a raw prospect entering this league. But he's my front runner for MVP this season. And for that reason, beats out Matt Stafford, as talented as Matt Stafford is himself. I think I'm probably going to take a very stubborn uh, path to these rankings every single week, kind of like I did with the secondary last year and saying Mm -hmm. that our safeties are the best in the league. I do not anticipate me ever picking the other team's quarterback over Josh Allen. Well, it's going to be weird. No, go ahead. Even like Patrick Mahomes. Like, I just think Josh is better. He's on an upward trajectory. He's got more to offer in terms of the way that he runs and presents problems for the defense. So I'm just tell you guys now, unless something crazy happens, picking Josh every single week, Bills are going to win in the quarterback department. Sure, sure. Yeah, you are definitely more dug in on on opinions that uh, where you have to choose between bills and somebody else. Uh, Well, I'm a homer and I can't be expected to reason or think when my favorite team is sitting here. Right. (laughs) Exactly. That's, that's Um, with, with 
that though, I think for me, it's more like, how are you doing at the time, right? On paper at the beginning of the season, we could say Josh Allen's the number one quarterback in the league, which I do believe, but it also for me is going to depend on how things have been going lately, right? It's it's a, what have you done lately for me league. So as much as I think Josh Allen is the most talented quarterback right now, if he's in a cold stretch or something like that, then yeah, don't come headhunting for me if I say that the other quarterback position seems a little more stable at the moment. I think fair to point out though that Matthew Stafford is like a top eight to 10 quarterback in the league and is absolutely, you know, a worthy opponent here. It's a discussion that's probably worth having. There are people out there who would probably give Matt, Matt Stafford the edge. He did just win a Super Bowl in his full year with a competent organization. So, you know, not a pushover here by any means, but given the edge to the bills in the quarterback department. We agree. Uh, We do skill positions next. Remember, we kind of bundled together the running backs, the receivers, the tight ends. You hate this, but it is what we did all last season. (laughs) So I will continue to fight against it by starting with a breakdown of the running backs. Go Uh, for it. For me, Bill's running backs beat the Rams running backs. I do think that the Rams have a really running back friendly system. People talk about the Sean McVay offense an offshoot of the Shanahan offense being very quarterback friendly, which was certainly true when Jared Goff was the quarterback and putting up big stats. But people forget that Todd Gurley was running wild in this offense all during that time as well. I think without having that number one dude, this offense has looked very different the last couple of seasons. But I believe they believe that Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson can both be like 1A, 1B and really put it together this season, which is kind of scary. But all of that, uh, all that said, I, I like the Bills running backs. I like the versatility. I like Boder Singletary and how he finished last season. I like Zach Moss and how he's looked this preseason. And I like what James Cook brings to the table, at least on paper. So I'm going with Bills running backs. Yeah, this is kind of a toss-up for me because I don't find either team's running back situation particularly impressive. James Cook could end up being a difference maker, but right now he's listed on the Bills' depth chart as third behind Zach Moss. He may even be a healthy scratch for this game. So I I can't say that the Bills' running backs are a difference maker here. It's probably the weak point on their roster um, other than maybe cornerback right now while Trey is out. So I sort of feel like I would give the edge to uh, Cam Akers here, who has a lot of potential and has just kind of been hurt. He might be the most explosive running back in either team's backfield playing on Thursday night. Okay, fair enough. What do you think about wide receiver? Uh, this is another spot where I think the Bills are probably going to win in most positions, but the Rams have some great wideouts. They lost Odell. Um, he may come back. Who knows? He hasn't really resigned with any team. He's still healing from his ACL injury. Um, but with the Rams, you're looking at Cooper Cup, who triple crown last year, led the league in receptions, touchdowns, um, receiving yards, obviously an elite receiver, especially for the slot position, t- tough to defend against. He definitely is more of a difference maker than Isaiah McKenzie, but Isaiah McKenzie is going to have a great season, I think. He's super talented. And then Van Jefferson doesn't really, and Allen Robinson, I don't think they really measure up to Gabe Davis and Steph Diggs, which is why I'm going to say the Bills have the edge here. Wow. Okay. That's actually a bit of a surprise for me because as much as I love Gabe Davis and we've been talking about how he's ready for a breakout all off season, 
I do believe that Allen Robinson gets slept on still because he's just been an elite receiver who has played with horrible quarterbacks his entire career, starting out with Blake Bortles and then in Chicago with Mitch Trubisky for a couple of years, and then the whole slew of dudes that they had after Mitch. It's been a slog for Allen Robinson, and I'm happy for him to finally be paired with an elite quarterback like Matt Stafford. And I think that actually this Rams receiving room beats the Bills not by an insignificant margin either. Uh, Van Jefferson, quite talented. I guess he's questionable for this game because he had another operation on his knee this past month. And so he may or may not play, but he's a very talented receiver when he's on the field. They seem to like Tutu Atwell, who I think was a second round draft pick. So for all of you uh, 100 and sub 160 pound men out there who have dreams of playing in the NFL, Tutu Atwell is your, he's your small king to look up to. <laughs> the Rams like him. They think they can use him a lot. We'll see if that's the case. But yeah, be, just basically between Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson, as much as I like the Bills receiving room, I have to give it to the Rams here. Interesting. Um, so then I guess the tiebreaker for you is the tight end position. Looking at it is. Tyler Higby against Dawson Knox. I think that Tyler Higby probably has, um, most people would say, maybe he is a more established tight end and more likely to have, you know, your steady Eddie pretty good tight end season. But I think Dawson Knox has got that upward trajectory. He's super athletic and going to have a better year than Tyler Higby would in this electric Bills offense. So going to give the edge to the Bills. We agree. I really like Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox is a good example of a dude like Josh in a lot of ways who has just oozed athletic potential throughout his entire career starting in college and didn't really have a lot of production on the field to show for it. Uh, I think my brother famously complained about how Dawson Knox maybe didn't have a touchdown catch during his college career. absolutely did not have a touchdown catch his whole college career. Yeah. And just another example of the Bills taking talent and developing it and it paying off. So good on Dawson Knox, and I got to take him. Question for you. So for me, How many tight ends yeah. will the Bills dress on Thursday night? Two. Who will they be? Tommy Sweeney, Dawson Knox. Have you seen the Bills depth chart? I have not. Quentin Morris listed number two. <gasps> Whoa. It's going to be interesting. So we'll see what happens. Okay. I don't think they'll dress three. One of those guys is going to be a healthy scratch, but the official depth chart on the Bills website, Quentin Morris, listed as the backup to Dawson Knox. Damn, good for Quentin Morris. Yeah, imagine he's out there on the field for the – man, what a game. All right, so we give the Bills the edge at the skill position as well as at quarterback. Let's talk offensive line. Yeah, this one's tough. The Bills certainly have made improvements you'd like to think on their offensive line. The Rams, on the other hand, lost one of the top left tackles in the league, right? Andrew Whitworth retiring after the big Super Bowl win. I think there was a bit of like, will he or won't he for a while, but they fully committed to Joe Noteboom as the successor of Andrew Whitworth. So we could see a good offensive line take a step back this season in terms of what the Rams are able to do. And for that reason, I'm going to take the Bills and hope that their improvements or their moves to improve pay off. 
Yeah, I rarely took the Bills when we talked offensive line last season. Um, I do like the moves that they made in the interior to kind of solidify things there. Getting Ryan Bates was huge. Um, having David Questenberry be your number one backup is really great as well. Um, but I still think it's a little early to say that the offensive line is exactly where you need it. We'll, we'll see what happens after a game. Um, but I think that the Rams have some more established guys here um, on the, the right tackle side of things. They've got Rob Havenstein, Havenstein, really, Havenstein, really impressive right tackle, very highly graded, super steady. Um, And in the middle, they've got a center who they can really count on um, in Brian Allen, one of the better centers in the league. And they've just got, you know, veteran presence throughout that offensive line with that one spot there. That is the huge uh, question mark at left tackle. So, like you said, that left tackle position, that could be it for the Rams. That could uh, sink them. But right now, I think I'm going to still say I don't really know about the Bills' offensive line. I think the Rams' offensive line probably has a little bit more established talent there and maybe give them the edge in this position. Interesting. The reason I think that the Bills get the edge here too, though, is like you said, they do have some steady eddies on this line, but like their line kind of had the same problems that the Bills line had last year. Basically solid at the tackle positions, more or less pretty good center, and then uh, not so great stuff at guard. And that seems to be what they're rolling into this season with, minus that super elite left tackle. So for me, it's just, yeah, pretty easy to pick the Bills here. Of course, being optimistic that, as I said, their acquisitions will pay off. Want to move on to the defense? Let's do it. Uh, front seven. Remember, defensive interior, defensive linemen, edge rushers, and linebackers. All those guys. What are your thoughts on the Rams front seven? Uh, this is tough because they have the best defensive player in the league, arguably the best player in the league, period. So it's kind of easy to think about, or it's kind of difficult to think about them having the best player in the league on their defensive line and then thinking somehow that their defensive line could be, uh, you know, inferior to another team's. And Basically, for that reason alone, I'm going with the <laughs> Los Angeles Rams here. No, but I mean, they do have really good talent at other positions. Ashawn Robinson's very solid. Leonard Floyd's been a pass rushing demon the last couple of seasons. We'll see if he can keep it up without Vaughn Miller on the other side. And who was it the season before that? Uh, can't remember. But Leonard Floyd, ever, ever since leaving Chicago or maybe even being released by Chicago, He's certainly found his home in Los Angeles and been quite productive. They also, I love the Bills' defensive line, but I don't know. Well, the, the Rams also went out and added Bobby Wagner to play inside linebacker for them, which is a big addition. Right. Um, he's not you know, in the prime of his career, but he's an established linebacker, played years for Seattle, former you know, all-pro, great linebacker. But I just love the upside of what the Bills front seven, the, the turnover seems to 
show that they have the potential for. It's sort of like the opposite of the offensive line for me. Like Bill's offensive line made a couple changes. You're going to need to prove it for me to start to believe in you. I think the defensive line, for whatever reason, I just love the changes. I love what they've said about how Greg Rousseau and AJ Epineza and, and Boogie Basham showed some improvement in the preseason. And you've got Von Miller like that is huge. That addition is just going to be a constant threat at all times. I already love the Bills linebackers in Milano and Edmonds. So, yeah, the Rams have Aaron Donald, potentially the best player in the league. But I just don't see any weak points in the Bills' front seven. They've just got so much talent, so much potential. They've got youth there, too. And Ed Oliver, I didn't even mention, he's going to have a huge season, had a great season at the end of the year for the Bills, um, causing problems in the backfield all throughout training camp. I just have to give it to the Bills here. I think this is like the most improved element of the Bills roster. Okay. And see, this is another case of me trying to break things down into smaller, more manageable groups because I didn't even consider, although you said front seven, I didn't even consider linebacker in my equation. But you're absolutely right. Bobby Wagner, new to this team. We have to see how he fits in. Apparently, he's fitting in really well to the locker room because he has already been named a captain for a Super Bowl team that's oh, pretty crazy. But, we yeah, should mention who the Bills captains are. Did you see that it came out, um, who the Bills captains were on offense, defense, and special teams? No. Mm, shoot, now I don't have the list in front of me, and I'm on the spot. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I think Mitch Morse, <laughs> Steph. You were going to put me on the spot, you son of a I God. wasn't trying to. Uh, Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, and Mitch Morse, I think, on offense. Uh, I think Tremaine Edmonds and both the safeties on defense, Poyer and Hyde. Oh, hell yeah. And you had Medikevich and Taiwan Jones. That's eight, though. Oh. I'm forgetting somebody. But those were the, the captains. Wait. Oh, Von Miller. Yes, Von Miller, also named captain. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, look at that. Oh, I think I'm right, and that was all memory, so I must have really studied that picture that came out. Anyway, <laughs> I don't even know what captain means. Does it matter in football? Uh, You get to go to the middle of the field at the beginning of the game. Yeah, but sometimes that doesn't even happen. Like, remember during the Rex Ryan era, he would always just send a guy who, like, had used to play for the team the Bills were playing oh, against. yeah, just to troll him and stuff. So it's yeah. not even like you have to do that. Yeah, that's true. I know in hockey, yeah, if you're a captain, it matters because you're, like, the only person who's allowed to discuss with the ref on certain things. Like, mm-hmm. he, won't, he won't talk to you unless you got that on your sweater. But in football, uh, it might. I think it's just... I think a lot of coaches use it as like a status thing. Like this is the proven leader at his position on our team. And then Rex Ryan, of course, just using it to be a troll. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, How about the secondary? Secondary is tricky for me because I'm not as high on the safeties for the Bills as you are. I wasn't last season, but I certainly am now. Uh, I don't know why. I just feel like... When Jordan Poyer, first when Micah Hyde has had his injury scare and then Jordan Poyer missing time during this offseason with his own injury, it really just kind of scared the hell out of me. I love seeing Jaquan Johnson show out in the preseason because that sort of laid some concerns to rest about what would happen if either of these guys missed some time. I'm a huge fan of the safeties. The cornerback, though, position right now is totally up in the air and the Rams have the best cornerback in the league, in my opinion, in Jalen Ramsey. So it's sort of like Bills safeties win, but Rams cornerbacks win. I'm going to have to give it to the Bills, though, just because Taron Johnson is also such a good slot corner. 
and he beats their slot guy. If Trey White were playing in this game, I would give the Bills the edge here because the Bills have the best safeties, and Trey White is one of the best cornerbacks. And yes, Jalen Ramsey is maybe the best in the league, uh, but that's not enough to just cancel out an entire secondary because the Bills have depth there. But without Trey White, the cornerback position is such a question mark because Dane Jackson right. is anything but proven, and you're going to have to start Kyrie Elam or Christian Benford at times during this game too. So Taron Johnson's a great nickel corner, and you do have the best safeties. But because I don't know what's happening at cornerback here, I think it's really hard to give the Bills the edge. But I will say that Jalen Ramsey is coming off of an injury that they were really kind of taking it slow with him throughout the preseason and training camp. They were even telling him like to not use certain tactics that he's been using as a defensive back because they were worried about him uh, hurting himself. So he'll be playing in this game, but he may not be 100%. That may even things out a little bit in this department. Um, but I'm going to give the edge to the Rams just because they have an Ooh. established cornerback situation that the Bills don't have. Okay, interesting. I mean, established, yeah, Jalen Ramsey. You could argue that half of Jalen Ramsey is still better than Dane Jackson, but that's – sorry, Dane Jackson. Troy Hill, though, he's sort of an unknown quantity here, or an unknown quality, I should say, because he's coming over from Cleveland last season. So he's new in Los Angeles, and he, I think, is slotted to be their second cornerback. I don't know, man. Like, their their safeties are fine. Troy Hill is just fine. Jalen Ramsey, elite. But then you got two elite safeties for the Bills. Dane Jackson could be fine. Rookie cornerback could be fine. So yeah. I think two elite beats one elite. It's tough. And, oh, yeah, Taron Johnson. I see your logic there. Um, and the Bills' safeties are absolutely the best. I just am afraid. I'm genuinely afraid about the cornerback position. A lot of people are talking about how, like, oh, you know, they got it under control. Trey White may be out f until, like, week eight. You know, he has to be out yeah. for four weeks. But who's to say that they don't keep resting him, give him the bye week, and then have him come back after that? Because he can't even practice for these four weeks. So once he's healthy, then he can start practicing, and they're not just going to throw him into a game without having been practicing with the team. So I think it might be a while, and this is going to be a real eye-opener to see what does the Bills secondary look like when Dane Jackson, Kyrie Elam, and Christian Benford are holding down the fort on the outside all totally unproven guys who have not done this job before. So it's scary to me. Fair enough. Okay, so we disagree on the defensive backfield. What about special teams, Graham? Uh, My favorite. T-Bass is probably going to always give me the, the opportunity to give the Bills the edge here. I think he is an elite kicker, and he's young. He's a stud. Uh, I don't know what to think about the Bills punting game. I've never seen our new punter punt. So, um, <laughs> but he's a veteran. And so I think uh, even without having seen Sam Martin punt the ball before, I'm going to give the edge to Tyler Bass. Yep, I agree. I mean, Tyler Bass is great. Matt Gay is pretty good too, though. He had a really good season last year. He's a little bit inconsistent before that. But Tyler Bass, man, he's the dude. And Riley Dixon. Mm, he's fine. Well, I just give it to the Bills. Bills have an established long snapper, though. That maybe, uh, hell yeah, maybe really tips the scale in their favor. Old Reed Ferguson, he's been around a while. I think I, I saw something. It was like uh, Isaiah McKenzie 
interviewing different Bills players about their Madden ratings. Yeah. I haven't seen these clips. They're great. And he interviewed Reed Ferguson, trying to see if he could make some adjustments to uh, get Reed Ferguson's infamously low rating up. I think he's in the 30s, Reed Ferguson, like 30 overall. What? Yeah. No it's way. It's pretty rough. I don't know, man. I want to say he was like 30s or 40s. He was the lowest guy on the team by far. And it was pretty... Uh, yeah, tough to, to watch him in some parts try to be like, they have my strength at this. It should be way higher, or, you know. I saw the, that video of um, Isaiah McKenzie doing that with D- Steph Diggs and with Micah Hyde, but I haven't seen any oh, of the man. others. Steph Diggs is savage. Yeah. He's savage. <laughs> what a personality. Yeah, he's got an attitude. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. I like it's all happy, happy when they're winning, but he, he is a guy who I think could uh, – I don't know. I don't want to put any bad juju on the team, but you know, yeah, let's hope they just keep don't. winning and don't have to think about it. So all, right. all let's said get to and the done. guys. Yeah. Oh, you got another no, position. Coaching staff, bro. The guys who are most responsible for oh, keeping bad juju. Yeah. These well, teams. Sean Come McVay on, is the worst. So I'm going to give it to the bills. <laughs> what was it? Was it the voice that just sounds like he's been screaming at a concert for the last five years? Uh, or no, it's his desperate the... need to be loved by every okay. person around him. Okay, I was going to say maybe the shirtless appearance in his in-ground pool on Hard Knocks. Well, all I'm basing this on is what I saw of him during Hard Knocks. That horrible season where they combined the Rams and the Chargers together. That was like the COVID year, I guess. And you had to yeah. watch him just like grovel in front of every player on his team, trying to get them to literally say the words, I love you, before he'll leave every single time. He's just... So oh, frustrating. I must have missed that. No, that didn't actually happen. It's just what it feels like. It feels like he needs that to, to live. And he'll do anything and say anything to make it happen. But he did win a Super Bowl, so he's probably a pretty good coach. Uh, that being yeah, said, I love, I love McBean. I love the front office. I know we're not really gauging GMs here, I guess. But question mark at offensive coordinator. Give you that. Uh, Ken Dorsey has to prove it. But Leslie Frazier, great defensive coordinator. Sean McDermott, excellent head coach. This is their year, so I'm giving it to the Bills. Yeah, I agree. I'm giving it to the Bills, too. I like Leslie Frazier. McDermott's the man. Uh, With the Rams, it's interesting because it shows how being successful sort of hurts you, right? They've lost defensive coordinators, although Raheem Morris served as their defensive coordinator last year, I believe. And we'll do so again this season. But like they lost Brandon Staley, who was their defensive coordinator, after they lost Wade Phillips or decided to part ways with Wade Phillips. And a lot of their offensive staff left too, I believe, when Kevin O'Connell took the head job in Minnesota. So a lot of turnover on that staff for that reason. I'm giving it to the steady Buffalo Bills, even though they themselves are breaking in a new offensive coordinator. Nice. The psychopathic Ken Dorsey. <laughs> So, all said and done, what are your thoughts on this game? Now, before you give your score prediction, I think it's fair to point out that when we went game by game, you predicted the Bills would lose this game. So, do you stand by that? Yes. What's the score? Well, I believe didn't I probably gave the Bills the advantage overall in terms of position breakdowns. But I think that the positions where they lose are going to play the biggest role. Like they're the Rams receiving room against this very unproven cornerback position for the Bills right now scares the hell out of me. So I think that they're just going to be slinging the ball all over. I hope they don't lose, obviously. 
And, but I should say, I hope that if they do lose, it, we get quite the show in the process. So I'm hoping for something like the AFC championship game here. I'm hoping for 41 to 38. Whoa. Bill's loss. Yeah. That's yep. crushing. I think defense seems to start a little bit. Defense always seems to start the season slow. Like defense looks great in the preseason. And then for whatever, well, it's probably because the offense has stopped being so vanilla when the real games start, right? Defenses always seem to take a little bit of time to catch up. And so I don't have anything against this Bills defense overall, but just, yeah, this first game back. Yeah, that's that's the reason for the score, Palooza. Yikes. Well, I will be devastated if the Bills lose this game, although we did say that if you break this schedule up into chunks, this first two weeks, I do think they'll beat the Titans in their home opener, but this is a, a tough little stretch. you got a couple back-to-back weeks against established teams or teams that have performed well. This is one of those. If you go through the first five weeks of the season and you lose one to two games, it's not over because it is a tough stretch. That being said, I think the Bills are going to win this one. I'm going to give the Bills the score here, 31 and Rams put up 24. Okay. Nice. Bills win. 31-24. Just let me write that down here. Don't worry. I got it in the spreadsheet, man. Technology prevails. You're going to lose that piece of paper in a day. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> it hurts because you're so right. Uh, okay. So moving on from this game that many people are calling a potential preview of the upcoming Super Bowl. Let's talk about the playoff teams that are going to be playing to get into that Super Bowl, shall we? Yeah, we went through the divisions in the AFC and ranked how we thought those would shake out. But, um, you know, I think we should sort of be consistent with those. Obviously, not a lot has changed since we made those predictions. And then we should do, you know, obviously a playoff prediction for the NFC as well. Like I said, we're not going to go seeding through this, but um, I am going to give my take through this about which teams I think actually have a shot to win the Super Bowl when I'm picking these teams, because every team that makes the playoffs here, I don't think has a chance to win the Super Bowl. Um, we'll start with maybe the AFC, and uh, I think that the Bills, the Rams, the Bengals, and the Colts are your division winners, so I think they're all getting in. I don't think the Colts have a shot at the Super Bowl here, but the other three probably do. Do you mean the Chargers? You said the Rams. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, the the Chargers, AFC West, um, and same colors. And then my wild card teams in the AFC are Baltimore, who are going to finish second in the North, and then the Chiefs and Broncos, who are not getting a lot of love in the national playoff conversation. Um, the Broncos are my final wild card team in the AFC. Okay, yeah. This I was wondering if if our predictions were going to be similar to what we had spoken about in the previous episodes where we sort of took a quick look at each of these divisions. And I think so far so good. My division winners are Bills, Colts, Bengals, and Broncos. And I'm less and less convinced each day about the Bengals as my division winner. I think that the Ravens could end up just with an overwhelming amount of talent on that roster and coming, having so many players come back from injuries, I feel like they could very easily run away with it as well. But yeah, I'm just going to go with Joe Burrow for now. My wildcard teams are the Chiefs, Chargers, and Ravens. 
All right. That is the exact same playoff landscape that I picked. <laughs> right. Nothing. No worries. I mean, there is something to be said there. The only teams, I'm looking at the teams that I didn't pick to be in the playoffs. Cleveland, who, you know, without Deshaun Watson, I think they're probably out of the conversation. Miami and New England are teams that some people think maybe could get in. And the problem with the Raiders is that they're stuck in the AFC West, and it will be really hard for all four teams in the same division to get into the playoffs. So I do think that we're probably in pretty good shape with these projections, but we'll see. Maybe there will be a surprise. How about the NFC? For the NFC, I have my division winners being the Bucks, Packers, Rams, and Eagles. So I don't think any hot takes there, really. Well, I don't know. Eagles, they're a hot pick in the NFC East, but, you know, I don't, I'm not as high on guaranteeing that the Eagles are going to be this sure thing that a lot of people seem to think they are. So I just look at their division, man. Like, yeah, the Cowboys are very good, very competitive, and I actually have them as a playoff team. But the Giants and the Commanders are just such, both franchises are in such a mess right now. So I really like Jalen Hurts. I think that they've done a lot to, build around him the defense looks stacked and ready to go yeah for me easy pick as the division winner who are your wild card teams wild card teams as i said the cowboys and then i have three teams from the nfc west in total so the other two teams being the 49ers with trey lance or maybe jimmy garoppolo gets a few starts later on in the season and then the cardinals i feel like i remembered you being high on minnesota and talking highly about Detroit throughout the offseason here. So you don't think either of them yeah, are getting Yeah, in? I definitely have fallen for a, a hard knock fever. I think that the Detroit Lions are could be pushing for the Super Bowl this season just based on what I've seen in hard knocks. <laughs> but if I put my emotional side to rest, I think, man, the Cardinals, they started out nasty last season and kyler murray is just another freak in this league a small freak but a freak in this league and yeah i think that they could do great things especially even even with deandre hopkins being gone for the first six games of the yeah, season i six think games. They brought in hollywood brown who had played with kyler in college i think it's all looking good man we'll see because that's another one like the broncos in the afc i've looked at like vegas odds and in articles people are writing about who is going to make the playoffs the Cardinals are left out of a lot of these conversations. It's like they're not even considered to be a playoff team. I believe that's a function of the dysfunction in their franchise. Like it, it was a super weird offseason for them, starting with uh, Steve Keim and Cliff Kingsbury getting those weird contract extensions on nowhere. And then the whole Kyler Murray drama of him wiping everything on social media, saying he's not going to play for the team until he gets a contract extension and all this other stuff. And then, of course, once he signed the contract extension, that clause about him being too much of a gamer. It's been a really weird offseason for them. And I think people are still holding that against the Cardinals, but. They have an okay schedule. They get to play the Seahawks twice. And yeah, it's a talented team, bro. Playoffs. I have three teams in the NFC that I think could win the Super Bowl. It's the Packers, the Buccaneers, and the Rams. They're going to win their divisions, I, I think. The NFC West is the only one of those that's maybe up for grabs because who knows about the 49ers, Cardinals, things like that. After that, you got the 
49ers and the Cowboys as two teams that I think are playoff teams. The Cowboys just have so many weapons on offense, and Dak is a good quarterback. So I think they're going to find their way in. Um, I think they'll win the division, too, because I just have questions about Philly. They've made so many changes. For everybody to assume that they're just going to be great is a little bit premature, I think. So I'm going to go with Dallas to win the NFC East, but I'll buy in and say that Philly gets in as a wildcard team. And then my final wildcard team is Minnesota, even though I don't think they're going to make much noise when they get to the postseason. So it's Dallas, Rams, Packers, Bucks, and then Philly, San Francisco, and Minnesota as my wildcard teams. Okay, interesting. I have the Cowboys as being like making the playoffs by the skin of their teeth. Because with the news of Tyron Smith missing a ton of uh, going to be missing a ton of the season, and them just kind of hoping that they can plug in their rookie first round pick Tyler Smith at left tackle after training him at guard all off season, and hoping that can sort of patch the hole is is going to be tough for them. And you said they have weapons on offense, a lot of weapons on offense. That's true to, to an extent. Right, Dak is a weapon, of course. C.D. Lamb, uh, Tony Pollard, but Zeke looked old last season. He was dealing with some injuries. Michael Gallup still injured and probably not ready to start the season after suffering, I think, an ACL tear last season. And then James Washington going on the IR with like a broken foot or something like that. So the cupboard's drying up, man. I think they're still in the there. Still in their window. Um. What was the point that I was going to make? Oh, I think they just signed Jason Peters to play on their offensive line. They did. That's true, actually. 40 years old, though. And he didn't look great, I don't think, with the Bears last season. 40 years old? Is that right? 40 years old. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's correct. Wow. Well, I'm still buying in on him. They can play a (laughs) 40-year-old left tackle and uh, get by. Or I don't know what he'll play, I guess. Tackle. Well, the Rams did it last season, right, with Andrew Whitworth. Yeah, that's true. So those are our playoff predictions. Uh, Talked about that Rams game. Super excited for the Bills to open up the season. I'm just – I cannot wait to watch this game live. I don't know what kind of Bills fan would would miss out on this, no matter the situation, but I will absolutely be dialed in from 8.32 whenever this game ends. And I'm kind of counting on the Bills to put on a show here. And I think that Vegas is too. I think they're still favored by like three or something like that. I should check. But I think I don't know what's wrong with me and how my brain works, but it doesn't make sense. Like betting odds and stuff. I just minus 110 or plus this or that. I don't understand it. I don't care to. (laughs) I won't respond to it. (laughs) What's that? That's something, right? Arrested development. I don't understand the question, and I won't respond to it. Uh, Yeah, Bill's favored by two and a half points in in L.A. against the reigning Super Bowl champs. That I can understand. That's simply the Bills are going to win this game by over two points or under two points, right? Yeah, and I think for people to assume that the Bills are a favorite away game one against the team that just won the Super Bowl— that's very meaningful. Not Obviously, Vegas doesn't know everything, but I'm going with the Bills are going to win this game. They're going to put on a show. They're going to surprise everybody with how they meet the expectations that have been set for them this season. And if they lose, I'll be crushed, and everything will be black for me. I'll be so upset. Okay, well, let's pray that they, they can pull this one out then. Yeah, 
It was pretty dark times last uh, season opener, right? Yeah, that was pretty rough. I was at that game, losing to the Steelers like that. It was like a punt that got caught in the wind, and Isaiah McKenzie like couldn't find it, and we lost. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah. So anyway, go Bills. Let's uh, right the ship, and this is our year. We're going for it. Come on, baby. Hell yeah. Uh, we do have to give a shout to two of our listeners who answered the question question being which position battles do you think are key in deciding thursday's season opener we got a response from trent nice said it all starts with the qbs especially in week one which i believe to be very true and then we got a response from rick saying offensive line yeah yeah. the offensive line is a question mark if the bills can show that they can run the ball more effectively that's going to be huge for them because i think the bills can throw to win games they can just keep doing that josh's arm is amazing and he's enough of a threat in the running game but the quarterbacks are the difference maker here if that offensive line can hold up for the bills and show a little bit of improvement so good takes by our listeners yeah shouts to uh, rick 22 and trent thanks keep them coming look out for the question of this week with this episode as well you know we should we should send out oh can you send out the question like days after you've posted the episode is that possible uh yeah because you probably i think we should send the question after the game and get some fan feedback about what happened in this game that's what i think oh sure 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 yeah we could do that cool so look out for the question friday morning phineas know oh yeah phineas we we hired him back for a second season because i wasn't big on him and in our meeting i think i kind of suggested we should let him go but uh, he's still around huh dude we don't pay him okay i know he should be paying us for the I mean, job he does. Well, Phineas is doing this out of the kindness of it, of his heart. And every chance you get, you bad talk, you know? All right. Jeez. I'll lay off. It's a new year. Thanks, Phineas. All right. Anything else to mention, Graham? No. Go Bills. Let's get this show on the road. Go Bills. <laughs>